0: This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 89. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. I'm Will, and here with me is the last of the Silcon women. It's Rebecca.
1: I don't know anything about the Silcons. All I know is that they're against the the evil underpants king. He's not evil. Hi, I'm confused about my heritage.
0: (laughs) She is not kept up with Silcon history. (laughs) Sometimes you'll be surprised by people from the future.
1: Don't summon me with a time wheel. I won't know what's happening.
0: And with her. And with me is an ancient king who can make himself grow big. And when he does, it sounds like this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Today, oh.
0: (laughs) At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. On today's show, we're reviewing episode 97 of He-Man, The Time Wheel. The original air date for the time wheel was October 26, 1984, and in this episode, He-Man and Orko summon an ancient king of Eternia who wants to reclaim the throne from Randor. He-Man reads a dead language.
1: Who seizes the mighty Tomask from his royal palace? I, I, I guess I
2: did. Uh, my name is Orko.
1: I have never seen such an odd creature as this. Where am I?
0: Why was this one worth covering in full? Do we think? What are, extol the virtues of this episode briefly?
2: I, I, I feel like the the last one and this one, you know, we're we're uh, we're exploring some of the um, lore heavy uh, episodes. Agree.
0: I think I think that was that was why this one was uh, this one was interesting.
1: Yes, it was fun to see a previous king of Eternia, so that we at least know for. Thousands of year, in thousands of year. That's good. For thousands of years, Eternia has had a king on the throne.
2: And he, they are all ripped, yeah, <laughs> to the max.
1: Hella ripped.
0: What
2: was the topic you were gonna say? That-
1: oh well, so this episode involves someone from the past being brought into the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I was just kind of thinking about. You know, if you could bring, say, your kid self to the future, to your current existence, what would blow their mind the most? Or what would you, what do you think you would have found noteworthy? I guess it doesn't have to be your kid self.
2: Well, um, me personally, I'm I'm a technology person and stuff like that. So even when I was young, I mean, we had a, a computer that was, you know, orange screen and you had to put the phone on the modem to make it work and it was all like you know like you're like I'm on the internet well I wasn't internet then but growing up with that and like bringing that person to now and then like showing them like a phone be like here you go and then it's like everything's available it would be like you know like some people like if you were earlier than that you couldn't even imagine like that happening but like I think I I think at that point like I could imagine something some technology being better in the future. But like not that much But be- you know, like Yeah. I don't know. So it's just, just the right just the right
0: time period to be able to have a good appreciation appreciation for it. So it didn't seem completely yeah. alien. There's a yeah, framework exactly. for understanding it. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Like like if I came in at this time I I'd be okay like kind of understanding you could catch up. what was it's going like, on.
0: It's not like an Encino man situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yes, yeah. It's not like this king that we encountered this episode.
0: We well, are talking about the exact right time periods to be able to appreciate things. I was thinking something similar where it's almost, I can think of pieces of technology that would be more impressive if we looked at th- dialed things back like about 10 years ago as opposed to now because as more time passes, the more seamlessly we integrate technology into... Um, <laughs> our furnishings and such, but I think the thing that would have impressed me the most would be to see like the first iPads because that was the thing you would see on Star Trek, you know, when they're wandering through engineering and typing stuff on them.
1: Could, <laughs> I brought you an iPad, it has a report. Yes, on it. yes. I and I feel like, it's like the I...
0: only repo- only thing it holds is a report. We have multiple ones. It like ed- it's I worse than like... paper in some ways.
2: <laughs> I feel like the Kindle is more attuned to what what was on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a, a report it's just like a Looks supposed to look like a. Piece it's like of paper a Flintstones tablet, but yeah, futurified. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
0: And and in a way, that looks more like the future than Handing mobile a piece of paper. phone type stuff. be like, stuff here's here. a bunch
2: of reports, sir. <laughs> but I was going to
0: say, like, iPad looks more like the future than devices we're using more now, more than, more than advanced phones.
1: Well, I was going to say, because um, like, you brought up the Kindle, that was actually the thing that I was going to say. Uh, in terms of being the piece of technology I think I would have been really impressed with. Because I remember going through a phase, you know, in my early adolescence, where I was like, really into reading, because you know... Uh because we didn't quite yet have the internet yet. <laughs> we all read books like a bunch of nerds. No, but I used to really love like going to the library and used bookstores and trying so hard to like get into like classics of literature and then just not having the resources first of all to really understand them properly. Cuz I mean, you're 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 young, you don't know about the world and the historical and cultural milieu of war and peace what um (laughs) right but like i think i would have been super impressed with just a kindle because it's like every time you read something you don't know a word you highlight it and there's the dictionary that really helps
2: i mean that's yeah that really helps you appreciate or if not
1: that then the wikipedia page will come up Mm -hmm. exactly right and i think that would have really blown my mind does it read it to you like out loud? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't have a speaker. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it makes a noise at all. Mine doesn't. Maybe there are ones that do, that do. I was just I curious.
0: Know. But you were reading something real weird recently that it would be impossible to understand without. Reference stuff
1: Yeah so I've been reading Faust uh, Part Like the whole thing So I've part been reading five. Part Part two Is like the weird part That nobody reads And he wrote it As an unstageable play And I'm like Well it's like I need to read this And
0: everything's an allegory For some like Political stuff going on oh, You have yeah. no idea about
1: and it's also crazy, I think, like, just the very fact that I can go online and I can find some professor's old notes from their English seminar teaching this from 2005, like, that's still it's still on a, a web server somewhere, and <laughs> be like, oh, I can get all this education for free. I think that would have blown my mind more than anything. And just thinking about a Kindle, like, that's the technology we give to old people. By the ancients. Like, like mm-hmm. mom will use this. She won't. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, like that—that that would have just totally blown my mind when I was young.
0: Well, if I if I could uh, r- 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 take us back to something uh, stupid to make sure we don't get too <laughs> too smart for a second, um, I think something that would really have blown like an old old past person's mind. Like, imagine like Ben Franklin coming to your house or something. I still think garage door opener is very <laughs> impressive because he would be like. Did the horse open that door with its telepathy or horses telepathic to go into your barn?
1: And <laughs> yes, Ben Franklin. <laughs> yes, and I, I trained him how to do that. I still don't understand Well why now people, I'm gonna
0: invent lightning.
2: <laughs> I, I still don't understand why people some people don't have garage doors openers. Like what I don't understand like why you wouldn't You gotta
1: use your arms like a sucker Like a
2: fool. Or don't if they have a garage and it's wide open. The car has to let it in in. In. they can park in it, but they don't park in it. Like, why wouldn't you park in your garage? That's to filled
0: with diapers and old newspapers, uh, duh. There,
2: but there's nothing in there. There's not, like... So, i just say, my neighbor... And I know he doesn't have stuff in his garage... But yet, he doesn't park in his garage. Even
1: in the winter? Yeah!
2: Like, I'm like, you park in your driveway during the winter. You have to clean off your car... I don't know, whatever.
1: Man, the garage is the best thing in the world where we live in the winter, obviously. Yeah. And then also you get this, one of life's, like, very wonderful small pleasures, which is the garage cold water bottle. Like, you left a water bottle in your <laughs> car, and it's cold overnight, but it didn't freeze. And then soon you wake up, and you go out to the car, and you're like, Ah, some nice, refreshing cold water. <laughs>
2: Our car's a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I, I do that, too. I find... Yeah, that's oh, good.
1: Like, oh, this water is so tasty. Um, what the crap, what were we saying? And then also, you can cut this out if <laughs> garage it's... Garage door opener. <laughs> garage door opener. Amaze the pastos. And you can cut this out, because I, I talk about this... like I have mentioned it several times on the show, but I'm one of the three people left in the world who still plays uh, The Simpsons Tapped Out. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is <laughs> because I still play that game. I've played it for like six years, and I just imagine my, like, 12-year-old self who recorded every episode of The Simpsons on a freaking VHS cassette to have this whole little world at my fingertips. Like, I would have been very impressed when I was young.
2: It's your Simpsons Aquarium. It
1: is. It's the Simpsons Aquarium. I love it.
2: So I just want to say, if the if, if holodeck ever happens, which I think it will, mm-hmm. I, my mind will be blown. I just, I, I really want that. And ever since I've seen it, I want it. Yeah. And just being able to transport yourself into a different thing. But for the first 10 years,
0: you can only do the Robin Hood episode of Next Generation. <laughs> no. And also none where
1: the Mark Twain guy one. is. No. <laughs>
2: no, I want that one. The, the, the Robin Hood episode? I don't remember that oh, one. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I just remember was, Mark wait, Twain wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. Was Wolf Fryer Tuck? Talk- <laughs>
0: oh, no. uh, Worf was one of the merry Worf, men, sorry, I think. That, yeah. yeah,
2: no. Yeah,
0: he had tights, I think.
1: I don't remember that episode. I, I don't remember I the don't episodes remember episodes either. That episode
2: either. I remember a lot of episodes: Pirate One, the Gangster One, because they had a whole Gangster One. Yeah, that right? was the, uh, the Dixon Hill. Oh
1: yeah. My Lord. You really? seriously would like the one? Like you like the one where Mark Twain talks at the camera oh, for yeah. twenty-five minutes of oh, one time? Oh, it's delightful,
0: Mister Pickard. Remember <laughs> no. that?
2: It's so good.
1: That's
2: enough. Was Was the Robin Hood a Q episode? No just, they just went and they just, they, yeah, holiday. they just, there's, you know, it's so going it, pretty it was, good. It was just next part generation. of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't the whole episode because there's a couple that they like, it a- was the they, whole episode. Yeah. It was the whole episode. Yeah. Okay.
1: So like 75 year old Scott is like, "What are you seeing these holodeck programs, youngster? Yeah. Like you'll be so excited. And I
2: won't be able to like do all the stuff though. Cause I'll be old.
1: I'm sure you can still do tons of stuff on the holodeck. Hopefully
2: I'll have like a, like a, a robot exoskeleton by then or something. Hopefully
1: we all will. Yeah. I'm counting on it.
2: <laughs> so I can lift those boxes uh,
1: and you can use your holodeck to go on a geology field trip which is uh, I like I Adam like, and Orko are doing. I
0: like the desert uh, settings for He-Man I always I, a lot of times I think that's pretty risky for stories because it could look boring but it always looks great I guess it works because it sort of evokes the uh, Conan sort of thing for them I guess it's real Frank Frazetta-ish
1: yeah, I was uh, I, I was like, oh, when we when I saw that we were in a desert. I'm like, okay, we're going somewhere different and here. And
0: they're on that, I can't remember what it's called, but they're on that like uh, big wheel thing that looks like the Dragon Walker, but it's kind of like a scooter. Um, and uh, a sandstorm kicks up, <laughs> and they start looking for shelter. And then they both agree very quickly that He-Man could bust open some rocks and help them find a cave for just shelter. Make, just
1: make a cave. It was a very lazy reason to become He-Man. Yeah, yes. they
0: just really want He-Man to come out.
2: I feel like also they're a certain, none of their vehicles have like windshields, like yeah. they're just they're just eating bugs all yeah. the time. No helmets, no
0: canopy of any kind. Yeah, for, yeah.
2: They're just eating bugs. No helmets and nothing. They're just, just right in their face. Like it's impossible. Your eyes would just be like. They just they just don't invest much. It's like you know whatever we build is going to get going through the sand. Like whatever that? they
0: build is going to get shot or going to get shot, blown up or yeah, shot down. That's
2: true. Maybe they just don't care.
1: Never seen a cave like that before. It's not a cave, Orko. Somebody built that tunnel, and from the looks of it, they did it a long time ago. Well, they won't mind if we go inside to get out of the storm. Oh, I'm sure they won't.
0: Didn't need a good excuse. Uh, Adam turns into He-Man, yeah. and he busts open some rocks, and they find a secret entrance to some tomb catacombe type thing.
1: Yes, an ancient tunnel.
0: And deeper in that temple, past a bunch of spider webs and such. Um, they start seeing some ancient carvings on some doors.
1: <laughs> so this is where He-Man becomes a real know-it-all and just is like...
0: They got the. Again, we were just talking in our previous episode. He gets the pre-read from Sorceress <laughs> so he can show off.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, according to things I've read, which are many things. Like on my Kindle, it says, <laughs> this is the work of the Silcons. Silcons? I've heard Man-at-Arms talk about them. Gosh, I wonder if any of them are here.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a silicon laboratory, which is a fun idea.
2: And then you can highlight the silcons and find out who they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: the silicon civilization vanished thousands of years ago. <laughs>
2: Ooh, ah! Orko! Uh,
0: and just then, uh, some traps activate. And we get a great line from He-Man who says, Uh-oh, boomerangs. <laughs> That's like one of the all-time yes. best sound bites he's had.
1: <laughs> it's pretty funny. I just, also... like,
0: just like snakes won't follow you. <laughs> so you... It's a like, crocodile dundies popular. We're going to use some boomerangs in our episode. Maybe so.
1: Yeah, boomerangs were just on everyone's minds.
0: I was kind of thinking about the significance of choosing the boomerangs. And I could convince myself that they were trying to say something like about the Silcons. Like it wasn't like a... Dastardly, evil attack. It was like a practical sort of trap to make the Silcons not seem evil or something. I don't mm. know. I was, I was telling myself. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, while He Man's, uh, well, go ahead.
1: Well, I was also gonna say in like right before the boomerangs. I feel like the term booby trap is something that old people say. I, I thought it was
0: funny too. It's just such
1: an antiquated phrase, and I just wonder why we don't say something as booby trap well, anymore. He
0: Man is fifty four, yeah. as we know. Well, I
2: mean, what, what else would you say though? A trap.
1: Yeah, we just say trap. What, hang on. Okay, you know what? The weird thing is that people still use it. Fifteen ninety. That's how old He-Man is. <laughs> the phrase "booby trap" dates back to fifteen ninety, um, because the word "booby" means stupid person, or like the slow bird, and so it was like, you know, mm. you're gonna trap a fool. Basically. Wait, wait. There's
2: a bird named a
0: booby.
1: Yeah, there was. Yeah. Remember that
0: old He-Man episode where somebody called somebody a Lulu? Yeah, so, he
1: did say, here's a Lulu or something yeah. like that. What a Lulu.
0: Well, uh, He-Man's dealing with booby <laughs> traps. Orko decides he's going to go right up in that lab and start touching stuff because he has to do that. He finds a giant crank, so why not turn it?
1: Well, what do you do if you see a crank? I was like, I'm Get to work, I, was I guess. Am I going to stay yeah. here and not turn on that crank? I was going to
2: do it if not me? Well, I, he, may, I, he thought I was going to open a door at least, right? <laughs> he,
1: he had a reason. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But I still, you I see a crank. Like, you I appreciate the apologists. I feel like I might see where
2: the crank was going before I started turning it.
1: <laughs> Not Orko, because it just it
2: <laughs> might fill up the whole chamber with water. But you know, who, you know, you're, just, also you're do in that edge. situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, in this case, some weird twirly stuff comes out. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to look like a like a portal opening, but all these little individual lines, and it, it was just different from anything else you've seen. It looks sort of like. Um, Pokemon seizure type stuff. Like if you looked at it too long, it looked like it would kind of mess with you a little bit. It was it was real strange looking.
2: So what, what, was it the? Th- I thought it was Oracle that opened the portal. It was. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, with the not with the crank though. He said something. Didn't he do some magic?
1: He did magic to get the crank turning, but I think turning the crank was all that it oh, took okay. so to he did actually magic get it.
2: To turn the crank. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. So he did the magic. The magic made the crank turn, and then it was at least that was my understanding. And then the turning of the crank made the
2: yes. freaky-deaky
1: stuff happen. And okay. it was so disorienting that an old king appears in his underwear and says, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> My name is Orko. I have never seen such an odd creature as this. Where am I? Which is the first thing that you should always say when you just appear somewhere.
0: And this man is Tamisk, the, who introduces himself as the king of all Eternia. And what does he look? What does he look like in a little more detail? Like some, so we can we can have a good picture of him as we're going has, through. this episode. He
2: has a nice fur cape. Yeah. With a with a I don't know what you would call a gold. What holds the cape together? It's like a like a brooch or a clasp. Or yeah, something. With a, yeah. With yeah it's golden with a ruby in the middle, and then he's got like a horned helmet mm-hmm. or uh like tusk or, type stuff yeah with tusk coming out the top and then he's got the the, fur, the fur underwear with the belt belt buckle mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> he's, <laughs> got some, he's got some he's got some magic magic club
0: and yeah it looks like a club maybe it's a scepter but it looks like a club it looks supposed to look sort of caveman-ish i think or something yeah. a
2: little bit er, er, earlier people ish uh-huh. yeah
0: from bashing times yeah. <laughs> from bashing
1: times that is correct <laughs> i
2: bash your face
1: I'm I'm glad that you identified that correctly as tusks because I called the tooth crown in my notes. That <laughs> tooth I was, crown. It could, it could be a tooth crown. Okay. It could be teeth, but it would be all of like, very like specific, dinosaur teeth. A It'd specific be a pre, type pre, of
0: tooth.
1: Pretty pretty big teeth.
0: He said he uh, tells Orko uh, that he is the king of all Eternia and wants to know who took him from his palace. And uh, very quickly he starts noticing things around the room, and he he identifies the temple they're in as a silicon structure. He tells Orko that the Silcons are his bitterest enemies. And then Orko just starts telling him all the dirt on Eternia. He's like, Randor is our king. And gets <laughs> Tamask all worked up because he's king. And uh, then he starts uh, saying all this stuff about who he's going to challenge Randor. He's like, oh, you're going to be disappointed, buddy.
1: Yeah.
0: Randor's not going to be up for that.
1: I do love how literally anything you tell Tamask, he just gets really, he he goes to 10 immediately. Mm-hmm. He gets really worked up.
0: I don't carry a club around for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, He-Man, who definitely has read all the rules for first contact diplomacy, busts into this room, like, chucking doors off the hinges and <laughs> stuff, really which is that. not great for a fragile, volatile uh, first contact yeah, with somebody.
1: Can you imagine Duncan and like, Malektha the archaeologist, just watching this unfold to be like... Two
0: minutes this episode would be.
1: <laughs> He-Man's... Heaving the door off the hinges and just throwing rubble around everywhere. Who's that? Yeah, it's he-man.
2: I think he was concerned about Orko
1: he was. trying to go
2: save him. So <laughs> he doesn't theory? care how much history he smashes.
1: Take that, priceless
2: artifacts. <laughs> he, he's just walking through the hallway, just punching things.
0: Well, he just he just he hears those voices in the other room, and he's like, I could go in carefully and. And tread lightly and handle this delicately. It's like I'm going to mm-hmm. chuck a door inside and just to set the tone for yeah. when I come in.
1: Well, I'm glad to see you. Uh, there's a fellow in that room named Tamisk who thinks he's king of Eternia. Uh, so Tamisk gets so worked up about this whole situation that he charges off on a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> Where did the dinosaur
1: come from? I don't he made know. it. He made it. Oh, oh with he his conjured scepter? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. he did. He conjured, he conjured it. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. I like that.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny.
2: There's... It was in his knapsack. He was uh-huh. like, he's like a Mary Poppins, <laughs> but he like pulls it out.
0: First they take me from my palace, and now they chase me in a magic machine. Powerful magic. So there's an extended sequence where Orko... And He-Man are uh, following Tamisk across the desert. And uh, Tamisk has a few tricks. One of them is he uh, makes a giant uh, illusion of himself. And the favorite part of that giant illusion was the pose he strikes when he gets bigger. Like, if you're going to start increasing in size, you've got to sort of assume the posture of a giant. Like, he does muscle arms as he's getting bigger. (laughs) Like you don't want to be like picking your nose or like scratching your butt when you get bigger. It's like no muscle arms. That way they know I'm getting big.
1: <laughs>
2: got, another another good one is hands the hips. That's yeah, a good one. That that that's a, a good way one. to get big. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, you got you got to look confident with your body language.
2: You can do finger guns as you get big. Yeah. There you go. You, you have to, you have to like do like the motion back and forth. though, when you're, shooting, <laughs> you're shooting your finger guns.
0: Um, he, uh, Tammus then summons a, like a giant sand centipede and he, man <laughs> drills, below the desert into an ocean. And that makes the centipede go away. And then he, then he like gets a He tells Orc all this stuff about how this is going to be a font for thirsty travelers in the future. It's like, okay, stay on task, he, man.
1: <laughs> so we like, always
0: forgot. Not, I'm
2: not destroying the environment. I'm helping people.
0: <laughs> We're losing track of this episode with all the ocean talk. Uh, and so then we get to cut to Tamisk at the palace who who does make his way to the palace because people are always just waltzing into the royal court uh, very easily.
1: Well, yeah, and Randor and Marlena are just sitting there in the throne room staring ahead in, in <laughs> stony silence, not doing anything.
0: Nobody else in the room.
1: Yeah, you know, there's nothing going <laughs> it's on. Th-
0: uh, one... 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. throne time.
1: is <laughs> like, thank goodness for the distraction.
2: No one's here today to, to say anything to, so we're just going to sit here.
0: When Tamis barges in the room, he lays it out for Randor. He says he's the real king of Eternia. He can't be tricked by any of these people telling him he's from the past. He wants his throne back. And Marlena seems pretty into this, as we were saying. She's like, he does look like the statues.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely he's him. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that, that's his eight pack right there. Like, he's, he's, he's pretty good there. <laughs> he looks like a worthy king. <laughs> he looks like he gets stuff done. He does look like the statue of Tamask in the Hall of Kings. Where is my queen, my children, my servants? I can't answer those questions. I don't even know how you came to be
1: here. And then Randor says that they don't do things by fighting anymore, that he rules through wisdom and reason. And that's how That's how you make a worthy king nowadays.
0: Which sounds dumb as hell to Tamisk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tila finally shows up with the royal guards. Don't know he, where they have been.
1: He, he jammed the door. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Okay, okay. With like rocks or like right. a rock illusion. I mean, but
2: he man bust through that
0: throne room was not guarded, so they were, they were well,
1: yeah, they were all bored too. I don't
0: know what they were doing,
1: they were off doing skip it in the courtyard. I don't know,
0: but like
2: he's zapped a man of the dinosaurs or something. Uh,
0: but like you were saying, he man does bust
2: in, yeah, yeah, King Randor.
1: Ew. Yeah, and, and so after all this talk about fighting, once the uh, full force of the royal court guards are upon him, he, like, runs so fast. Like, he's like, oh, I'm outnumbered. Well, I like
0: I like how um he sees all this technology is, like, powerful sorcery and magic. but then, And he's seeing, like, all these flying sky sleds and all these impressive things. But then they do a shot of the busted dragon walker ink he's like well it's not all that impressive I mean some things haven't changed I mean that's kind of sucks so
2: well, he's like he's like, they sent a dragon after me you're like that's not a real
0: dragon like, like seriously did you, like, did you guys not dragon? paint shields and stuff I mean you can make things in the image of things you know like yeah
1: yes. Well, this culture has painting. like if I do
0: my hand like a Look. mouth, it's not really a mouth, you know I mean
1: I don't think he knows
2: that. He's like, I'm running at a moderate pace and I can outpace this dragon. That seems weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like I've never thought about walking like that. What do you, how do I, like t- twist, right. twist. Right. Yeah. Right. what a that's a worse way to move. I should try that.
1: What was the Dragon Walker doing coming at him anyway? Was it charging him or was it just there? I think it was just there. Yeah,
0: I think it's like a little kids
2: ride. You <laughs> He's can going get on to the speedway to get a slushy or something.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like that train at the mall that little kids can go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just it goes goes around like I'm just for trying the to
2: shop here. Get out of the way. <laughs>
0: it's just for recreation. It's just like outside. it's just like
2: two kids in there
0: and one sad dad. It's not even for battle. That is its purpose. It's supposed to be like the the little train in the royal cart, and then like King Randor hears that He Man takes into battle. It's like,
1: You you (laughs)
0: took that in the battle? (laughs) I also
1: took those swan gondolas out of the duck pond. (laughs) (laughs) They're all ruined. Just
0: to see if I could do it. (laughs) It was embarrassing for them.
1: (laughs) What's going on here? Who was that?
2: A former king of Eternia
1: somehow snatched from his own time. And we've got to find a way to return him. So he just turns tail and runs as fast as he can back to the Silcon ruin. Oh, also, I thought we were going to get some kind of backstory or tie-in with the Silcons because he keeps bringing them up. Yeah. But no, it was just some color, I guess. So he goes back to the laboratory, and of course, He-Man's like, well, that's literally the only place he's ever been before, so he'll probably go back <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was kind of sad and funny like He-Man oh, man. He-Man really did have his number like it was kind of was like dang He-Man just burned you
2: that's so sad he, Yeah, he was right
1: where else is he going to go
0: oh and then as if we can't make fun of him anymore they cut to him and they cut to Tamas working on the crank and they <laughs> clearly have got this sound file that they're just repeating over and over Yeah. Really it was uh, It was strange. He goes, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: What's weird? happening? Yeah, he's trying to crank that time wheel unsuccessfully. <laughs> So, so they confront noise.
0: Tamisk who's now embarrassed and uh, <laughs> so he runs outside out of embarrassment and uh, animates the giant uh, statues outside and they look sort of like ancient Greek and Egyptian warriors but they turn on him and he has this hilarious line also. He's like, should have known not to trust a Silcon statue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like something that I always think is hilarious is that when you summon people from the past and they're very disoriented by your world, they're always, like, such ingrates when you're trying to help them. Like, they're trying to be like, no, 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 it's cool. You know, like, you're from the past. We're going to help you get back to your time. And no! He's, he's like, no! Away from me!
2: I think if you're from a place that didn't have that much magic, you'd be more confused. Because he just explained everything like it was magic. And also, we were, too,
0: were joking about this a little at the beginning, Nobody in Eternia looks that much different. They're still wearing like the underpants yeah, yeah, outfit yeah, yeah. and they're still doing magic. Things have not gotten a lot better or progressed this in many thousands, thousands of years. years. Yeah, Thousands of years. It's not that different.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: I mean, he's like, oh, this is back in my time. We had dinosaurs. Like, have you been to the tar swamps? Yeah. Like, there's still weird stuff out there. Yeah. There was a sandipede you just <laughs> uh, summoned. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I, I really, I have no patience with uh, pastos in shows who can't catch up with the future. I'm like, no, just, just catch up with the future. You're in the future now. Just quit about your own going back to your old time. Well, I this know is we now. we
0: talked about this a little before, but I think we really have to give credit to Encino Man, who really did get with the future. Like <laughs> he didn't, he didn't do any of this flailing around. He's like, it's okay, true. Hawaiian shirt. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my first punch. At yeah, the mall.
1: I'm gonna go to high school. Yeah, and and be popular.
0: Yeah, I would yeah. do like the hang ten thing on a skateboard.
1: You okay. know what? It
0: was a it was a classic movie. That's all. Yeah, it that's really. It. Was. He adapted well to the future. We should
1: all appreciate life as Encino we, Man. Does. We learn to
0: appreciate our past <laughs> and how to adapt with change to change.
1: I really like that. Yeah. I, I just, I feel sorry for the pastos. I, I hate it too. Like, I hate the prime directive in Star Trek, since we've already talked about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I hate when they show up to, like, a really bummer planet where they're wearing vests and they're like, <laughs> don't interfere with their culture and their timeline. I'm like, no, go down there and give them Game Boys. Like, no, quit making them live their bummer lives. You got something better. You got something better on offer.
2: Look at what they're wearing.
1: I know. Stupid pastos. Imagine,
2: <laughs> imagine how many aliens visit our planet and it goes. Dumbo's like I
1: know, and that,
2: and, that, and they have a prime directive; they can't interfere. And you're like, just interfere. It's all right.
1: Please, I want them to. Yeah. There are times when I'm like out shopping on a weird Wednesday evening, say at the grocery store, and I see people appear. That I'm like, that person is a space alien in disguise. And I'm like, you know, give yeah. me, give me technology. I, I want a
2: pill that I can take one day a week and then not have to eat the whole week. Yeah. And feel good, and then have muscles. Well, the biggest
0: clue you can get is about what they're getting at the grocery store. Like if they're filling up one of those like, uh, fro- frozen seafood buckets that they've got at Kroger now, <laughs> that is suspicious. I
1: am shopping for earth groceries. How are you, ma'am? Oh, the,
0: the, the create your meal thing yes. or whatever? I will buy two frozen shrimps and 42 gift cards to Bass Pro, please.
2: <laughs>
0: Need the <a> fuel points. <laughs> I have to get to the moon, after all. I mean home (laughs) on the moon
1: give me your technology space man please
0: so uh, the the silicon statues picks up tamisk and tries to take him away or break him or whatever and he-man saves tamisk by like throwing a rope over there and spinning the statue around and the statue gets ground down to nothing and uh tamas just completely dissembles uh into like complete abject uh obsequiousness and he's like uh now i'm your slave yeah. like what
1: <laughs> yeah, what you, calm you down s- Tamis. you saved my life and now i'm your slave I'm like, okay fair enough <laughs>
0: So now they can convince him to go back because he was real shaken by that statue picking him up like a little doll. (laughs) And He-Man's real nice to him. He's like, you are remembered with honor.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. With honor. With honor. Then I am glad I have come. But now, please send me home. We'll be happy to. Oh, because He-Man's been lecturing Tamisk, too, and says, like... I don't know about you, but I only like to fight when I have to. He
0: said, "Each time he fights, he hopes it's his last one," which is a nice sentiment. That
1: was a very nice sentiment. I
0: really like that line. I don't believe it at all, from what we've seen. (laughs) But I thought it was a really cool thing for He Man to say. I like that.
1: Yeah, that was that was nice. Um, That yeah, that it was like out of place. It was it was such a nice sentiment. But, yeah, um, so He-Man's little speech actually changed the course of history, which, if I understand my pastos, mm-hmm. you're not really supposed to do that. I mean, you know.
0: He-Man does not he know about care. protocol for directive as, stuff. As long
1: as he shows up in the history books enough, he'll be interested enough to read them. But He-Man's about... in the
0: Bible, as we've discussed. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's in all the books. Um, so, apparently, uh, this changes Tamisk and then in his old age, he rules as a wise leader who only fights when he has to. And He Man's proud of himself for changing history.
0: Yeah, and I bought that. I thought that was pre- that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, it's nice. Yeah.
2: Did 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 you guys enjoy He Man's face when Orko threw the thing in there? Yes, threw, th- 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 I'm, the I'm glad you brought that there. up. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh my God!"
0: Yeah, He Man had a like a like a weird stunned, scared face. Um. That was actually on the little wiki thing I read. They've only used that like three times. It was very bizarre. It was very funny to see He Man like like what the hell? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. they were just trying some things in this episode. Like they used the Shira music too. Oh really? You know, at the end, at the very end, when they were hugging things under the time wheel, um, they used.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: They did. I was okay. like, hmm, we're just we're just making choices here, aren't we?
0: Uh, Back in the palace when they're uh, briefing the king on what happened and talking about how history has changed, Orko wonders what King Randor would look like as an ancient king and uh, zaps him and turns him into like a tamisk looking no, thing.
1: Yeah, little. I like this use of Orko's magic.
0: It was funny. It was funny. And Marlena was funny. She said something like, I think I like the helmet the best. Yeah. And then he turns him into a jester. Then he gives him Orko clothes and it's like all stretched out. And I like that a lot too. Yeah. And he had an R on his thing. He yeah. sure
1: did. I like that. It was a good gag. Yeah,
2: that was a good gag. Gee, hey, I
1: kind of like that. <laughs> 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 so, we could go back in time. With the time wheel, to when you had just watched this. Oh, are are, are we done talking about the episode? I think so because okay. there was
0: no moral to this one. There
1: wasn't a moral. It was weird. Yeah. Unless and there wasn't one on the YouTube. We can make one up. If you well, like. don't don't
0: don't be
2: don't fight. I guess don't fight if you don't if you fight. Don't have yeah. To. If you travel through time, don't be stupid.
1: Like I feel and like listen if, to people.
2: If, if they're I they're trying to help you.
1: I wonder if I was going to make one if if they were okay. Maybe they would do like a don't go pressing buttons in places you don't know uh-huh. kind of moral like Orco did.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe. Well, don't press all the buttons. Don't
0: go into like abandoned shafts and yeah. stuff.
1: Abandoned shafts are not good. But anyway, don't turn cranks. That's the I, I, that's the moral. So, if you could go back in time to when you just watched this episode, what do you think you would have rated it? And do you still rate it the same? Shall I go first? Uh-huh. As a
2: kid, as a kid Are you want as as a kid. As a kid. Well, you can you can, you can review it
0: as a kid and, and as a adult if you want okay,
1: to. Okay, all right. That's
0: good. Okay. Reggie, did you have something prepared?
1: Um I I was just trying to think of a good currency, but I liked this one. It was it had a lot of weird likable elements. So, I would be at about a 4.2. I think. Okay. Conjured Dinosaurs or Underpants Kings. Okay. Okay out of five
0: i love the i love the idea of the the ancient bellicose king coming out he was he was hilarious it was a pretty good uh little story so i i, I don't i don't i don't know i don't really have a complicated reason i just yeah. i just i just really uh, you just, you really like enjoyed it like. it was it was really fun yeah. just the imagery of him riding on that dinosaur with the club was just fantastic uh it wasn't um groundbreaking or moving or anything, but it was a tons of fun, so I'll, I'll agree. 4.4. 4, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, again, the the powerful Rebecca and Will voting block. Yeah. 4.2.
1: <laughs>
2: dino mounts. Scott?
1: You're just agreeing with me to be popular.
2: Yeah, you are, Will. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, uh, I actually, I kind of liked a little bit of the lore and stuff like that. Not that you learned that much, but you kind of did learn a little bit about like some of the you know the the king, and um, even um, you know his enemies and stuff like that. I don't know it's just it is makes, makes the world richer. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it gives you a little teaser. As a kid, I think I would have enjoyed Orko, <laughs> and the saber tooth horn thing that he was wearing, <laughs> and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I, I as a kid, I would say four point. Seven. Okay. As an adult, uh, go about 4.4. That
0: would be a lot more discriminating as an adult. Yeah. Only three points. Yeah. But, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, was it, it was. It yeah, I, did. I did. I liked I,
2: it. I, yeah, I liked it a lot.
0: That's our show for today. Next week, we're going to review King Miro's Journey. Everybody in eternity is relative, is royalty of some kind.
1: And they're, they're all on a journey. <laughs>
2: and they're all on a journey. Oh. Uh, if you'd like to follow along with our show, uh, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions, comments, or stories about time
0: traveling for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com.
1: You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. We're also on Spotify.
0: We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, as you get bigger, do a good pose. So I
1: punch kicked and I lasered all night.
2: boomerangs